Right, welcome back to the podcast. Got Matt Simmons, Simons, Simons. <laughs> on with me today. Uh, an ex-marine and obviously SAS Australia is on at the minute. Yeah. I've been asking you so many questions. Yeah, all the way through. Literally, so I thought, why not put it on a podcast and oh. hear the thoughts? So, I think, obviously we're mates, but something that's like fascinated me about you is your, like your mindset. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's like bulletproof in my, yeah. my opinion, like yeah. it's mad. And I think that's come from the Marine. Oh, definitely, yeah? 100% mate. Like, talk, talk to me about like, the process of deciding you want to go into the Marines, what made you do it? Yeah, so for me, like the reason I joined, obviously from school, it was always drilled into me because my dad was in the Navy. Yeah. So um, he would sort of, he would push me to that direction. So the original plan was for me to join the Navy. I was never sort of, never really gave 100% in school. Yeah. It was sort of like, as I grew up, like I knew I wanted to leave the sort of town I was in, sort of move on and do something and yeah, my old man was in the Navy, so I was like, right, I'll give that a crack when I'm six. As soon as I finish school, I'll go off, I'll do the whole careers test, give that a go, see how we get on. When I got to the careers office, I did, a, did an engineer test, which you have to score quite a high percent. Yeah, yeah. And then the, the guy in there was like, look, you're not quite smart enough for the Navy, but you're dumb enough for the Marines. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, he literally yeah, was yeah. like, you know what I mean? He's like, look, you had to score like eight, it was quite high, because I think one. My old man was like, they called him a stoker, so he was like an engineer. So he was like, he had to score like 85%. I think I got like 78 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, He was like, yeah, you're not quite there yet, but uh, yeah, you're probably dumb enough for the Marines, mate, so give that a go. And what age was this? This was literally, I think I was 15 and, 15, 10 months, something like that, I think. Fucking hell. So I, yeah, so I took that test before I even left, as I was around I was leaving school, I can't remember what age of school, but. So yeah, I did that. Went literally, so he was like, try the Marines. And obviously at the time, when you're in school, you think, like, fuck, Marines. Yeah, 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 100%. Nah. I think that now. Yeah, you, you do know, yeah, you yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, Marines, I was like, all I could think back to, like, my dad told me a story about them in the Falklands in the 80s, and yeah. just what fucking hard bastards they were and all that. So yeah. I was just like, oh, I don't know about this. Anyway, went home, literally sat down with my dad and my stepmom at the time, and we just sat there for like half an hour looking for like, the Marines website, and we just like, do you know what? Like, fuck it, fucking let's, let's just go. do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's just do it. Why not? What have I got to lose? If I fail, I try something else. 100%. So then, like from that, where's your, obviously you said like your mindset changed when you was going into the Marines. What was you, just like a normal, normal lad, like back in the day? Normal or? lad, back in the day, like went out with mates, so-so. It's quite funny, so when, when I actually first went into the Marines, you sort of, obviously you go through the whole process, you have to pass like a five, three-day course maybe, yeah, PRMC is called Potential Royal Marines course. So the careers office loads you onto that, and then from there- What does that entail? It's like just a load of fitness tests, yeah, yeah. and then they sort of give you a number, and if you like impress them and do well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I did quite well on the fitness side of it, so you just sort of, if you smash that out, they'll then invite you, I think I had to wait three months, and then they invite you onto training. Mm. Um, but yeah, when I remember when I got into training, I remember, jumping forward a bit, but after three weeks, you go home for the first time. And obviously, I was only 16. Yeah. And then I've come home and all my mates are still on the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, that was a mad feeling, because I was just like, I like, I got home and I was like, do you know what, I'm not gonna come home again. Did you think like, at that point, that's like a massive like, 
like you obviously outgrow people in your life, um, yeah. Like, it's just yeah. like, was it just that, like, that three a, that weeks in? Click. Or? Yeah, that was a click, like, because you had like a family's day three weeks in, and then you go home, and I think I literally spent two days at home, and all my mates are still like out on the street. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like, do you know what? I was like, from this point, I was like, I'm not going to come home through training. Yeah, I'm just going to fully focus my mind on getting this done. Yeah. Coming out the other end and then seeing where we're at from there. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I pretty much stayed on camp most weekends up until that point. So, obviously, with the Marines, it's like one of the most difficult mm. training you can go through, isn't it? Yeah. Like talk to me through that because like, for me like everyone's everyone has their own opinions on different sort of forces but for me like the marines is one of the most hardest nine yeah. months and like, a course that you will complete yeah like they're known as like the world's greatest fighters like, yeah, yeah, yeah i know people say things about the paras and the marines and all this rivalry and stuff but for me i know it's biased but yeah i think the marines is the great and fighters force in this world because you see like you see on SAS, like mm. you got like Ant Middleton and Foxy and that just yeah. shouting and screaming yeah. in people's faces. How similar is that to oh, real life, or is that like dulled down? No, nah, it's completely how it is. Like I remember, so you rock up on your first day, and you're, you're obviously you're in a suit, and you literally you get off the train station. As you get off that train, imagine Ant Middleton. You have someone like that in your face, yeah, screaming at you. Get a fuck. And within like, so every bloke turns up and you're at the top, you're in a suit doing press ups. It's like that. Fucking so hell. It's just like there's no time, for that, that nine months, you have no time to think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just that, it's 100 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. It's just bang all the time. And that was how it was from the off. See, that is, for people that come away and then come join the Marines and then they have that straight away, it's a massive shock. I think that's mental. Like, uh, with that, like people getting off that train, yeah. There must be people straight away that oh, yeah. their wheel breaks and they're like, no. Hundred percent. So, from literally on your day one, you sort of you have you been shouted at this and that. You sort of trying to find your bearings. Yeah. Whilst getting obviously screamed at, and then I think I don't know if it's on the first day or what. I'm pretty sure it's the first day. But you go into a room. I think it's around around sixty to eighty of you in a troop at the start. Yeah. And then you go into a room. And you you're basically swearing over to the queen, and you'd all put your hand up and say, look, like. We're gonna do this. Yeah. At that point, the troopers and three lads were like, "Nah." Really? They'd basically say like, "Oh, look, if you want to quit, now's your chance." Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you think the same for you already, three lads are. Like, it is that it's that mental shock of going from like a civilian street yeah. to then putting yourself in that military mindset, and then just having someone scream at your face. So obviously, like you're 16 at this time. Yeah. How common is? Was you the youngest in your troop? Yeah, like, I was the youngest. I, yeah. think, I don't think there was another sixteen-year-old. I think the oldest after me was eighteen or nineteen. Fucking hell! So think, how do you deal? How did you deal with that? Because oh. you, you're still a boy, then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You're really making That's it. your own decisions. How do you think? No, fuck it. I'm I'm here to stay. Mm. Like what? I think my mindset. I was quite lucky in the fact that because I was so young. I don't know whether it was naivety or whether it was because I was straight out of school. I just. Nothing really phased me too much. I just yeah. head down, just got on with it. Yeah. Whereas I can understand if you're say what, 25, 24, been out in the big world, world like seen, been around, had a few jobs, then join the Marines and then have someone shout in your face. Yeah, I know. Yeah, tell it's me. Just, it, it's just because I'd be like, I remember towards the end, I'd, you'd, you'd bounce back, you know, you'd argue back, or yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't like. I bet that thing went down well, did it? No, 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 not at the time, but. So obviously, like you go through this nine months of training. You went straight through, innit? Yeah, so yeah. I was. So you have. Yeah, so it's around 60 to 80 of you start. 
and then as you go through the process of the Marines, like you do, you, I think a troop joins every two weeks. So then you'll, um, a new trooper come in and you just keep, I think I was 985 at the time, and then obviously 986 and 987, just keep rolling on. And if you don't make, meet certain criteria throughout the training, you'll then get either back troops, yeah. you get another chance of it, and then if you don't meet it again, you go back and back. So you lose blokes as you go through. Like I yeah. said, we lost three at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's sort of like the elimination process oh, yeah. on SAS yeah. as well. Like yeah, people oh, can like, do they do they ever just walk up to someone and just like yeah. this ain't for you, mate? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So you, it'll be a case of if you're not good enough, that like the show, they'll, yeah. they'll ping you out. Obviously, in the show they'll probably boot you out. Yeah, but they'll be like, look, you need to go back X amount of weeks. Say if they got to week twenty of training and they've just done one of their final exercises, they'll be like, you need to go and do yeah, yeah. to get back up to scratch because you're just not at this level yet. Fucking hell. So like, yeah, so lads get back to and back to and back to I think, I know the rule used to be free and then you were gone, but I yeah. think it'd be a little bit beneficial if you're a good bloke, but. What was, like for me, being intrigued, what is the worst bit about the training? Because like you obviously see people getting tear gassed on yeah. telly and whatever. Yeah. See that's like that's the worst part, but it's also the funny side of it. Yeah. And you, you do it quite early on. Like I remember doing my memory's jogged now, but I know you do it quite early on. But for me, that was like it was horrible when you're in there. You, yeah. take, you take your respirator off. Same, same sort of sketches to show. It's yeah. Literally like then you have to basically you're I think there's about four of you in there at a time, and everyone's outside laughing as you come out. Yeah, because yeah, they see you in the right state. On the floor, yeah. 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 So I think, yeah, four of you go in at a time and then you have to take your respirator off and you have to try and speak and say, like, I am, Corporal, I am, yeah. recruit, Simons, say my number, but you can't, you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. And then in the end, they'll just do what they do on the show and just fucking launch out and say, get the fuck out of this sort of thing. <laughs> and then you just watch and everyone And then you just watch out. everyone come crawl out. That. So that's like, it's hard, that's the funny side of it. But yeah. for me, the, the hard side of it was the, was the sleep deprivation and like yeah. you go into you probably do after your phase your phase one was up to week fifteen, so that was like the more basic soldier side of things. Yeah, you know, all the basic drills like all the things that got you up to scratch to be a soldier. And week fifteen to thirty two was like more arduous sort of training. Yeah, like going out in the field a lot more, more operations, missions, and just yeah, yeah, yeah. building you up to be that marine and. Um, yeah, I just remember just the lack of sleep on some exercises. Because you've got an exercise and you'd be in Dartmoor for, say, two weeks. Yeah. And you'd barely sleep for that two weeks, you know. And you'd be yomping miles across the dark, Dartmoor yeah, yeah. pains. And that was just, for it's me, that was a struggle. And then, yeah, like, same as the show, you'd, you'd do all that yomping. Yomping, sorry, it's like marching with your bare yeah, yeah, your heavyweight. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'd do all that, and then towards the end of it, someone would come and interrogate you. And obviously, when you've had a lack of sleep and you're sort of, um, hallucinating and things like that, it can take a massive yeah, toll. Hundred percent. Like I remember, I remember being there, like a little boy just shaking. Like yeah. I remember the corporal going, "What are you fucking shaking?" I'm like, just you couldn't control it. Yeah. You just your body shut down and someone's screaming. And obviously, that's to prepare you for if you do for any sort yeah. of situation. Yeah, because you could be out like say past marines, you'd be out in a war zone and. So if you got captured and interrogated and you're in that situation where you are, lack of sleep. Yeah, literally. So they do go through the paces we've been trained to put you in them sort of scenarios. Because I think it's like, for me and the type of person that I am, I wouldn't say I'm similar to you because obviously you're a Marine and I'm just <laughs> a PT, yeah. but I just don't have that quit. Yeah. No, so, yeah. So therefore I'd want to yeah. 
try and do something like that because I would want to see how, how much I can give until I quit. But was there any stage of the process where you was like, do you know what? Yeah. I can go home. So many, mate. Is it? Oh yeah, you get to points, and I can imagine a lot of Marines will say the same thing, you get to points where you're just like, the same for me. But yeah. it is that whole mind over matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's one of the ethoses in the Marines, like you just, you just gotta keep your head in it. Like yeah. Your body could be intact, in as you know, can, can't take any more, but you yeah. just gotta, just, it's just get, breaking that barrier in your mind and just pushing yourself through it. But yeah, there was definitely times where I thought, they'd have like a wagon, and you say if you were, you'd be marching for hours, yeah. the, the weight's ridiculous what you're carrying, you're carrying like another human plus, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's up to 80 kg or whatever. Is that to condition you for if there is a soldier, or is that because you carry that anyway? But it's, just, it's, just all, it's just generally all your kit yeah. that you carry with you, but um, for the Marines it was more, they yomp a lot of miles because it goes back to the Falklands, of the, we beat the RGs by yomping 80 miles across the RG plains. And yeah. Defeating them, so it's a very like it's very drilled into them. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. But yeah, madness. So like, obviously, you've done your nine months of training. Yeah. Then what happens? Like, are you straight over into a war zone? Or? Nah. So, um, for me, I was only so once you finish training, each marine will go off to um, Leckenfield, which is a driver training base, and you'll literally progress from having your car license and getting all your HGVs and lorry licenses, because I was only 17, I went straight up to Scotland and found myself up there. And obviously, once you're out of that nine months, it's a lot more relaxed state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're not, I mean, you're training still getting, to be a Marine. You're not training, you're a Marine now, you know? You, yeah. It's mad though, because you've just, you're, you're at the highest point of your life and you finish that training yeah. course and you become a Marine. Talk to get, me about that feeling. It's incredible, like you do, so the end of training, you do four major tests, yeah. a nine mile speed march, which is the first one, which is probably the easiest, which you have to complete, um, complete with the troop and just keep up. It's very quick miles. The second one is uh, the endurance course, yeah. which is you know when you see on the videos the the guys throwing through the yeah. water and grabbing out. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like that. It's like a broadening course around um, uh, the moors in Exmouth, and then uh, you finish it with a four mile run back to camp, and that's your second one. You've got to do it in some like seventy minutes. Okay. Yeah, 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 and you've got the Tarzan assault course, which is and of course the course is built on camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have to complete that in twelve minutes, which is a really tough course. And then the final one is your thirty miler across Dartmoor, and so you do thir- thirty yeah, miles, thirty miles, thirty miles with your rifle and your. Camp. Ain't that more than a marathon? Yeah, up and down plains. May was hailing when we did it as well. Because I I didn't actually realise that I thought it was sort of like. You get to a point and then they're like, right, yeah. you're a Marine. Yeah, no, I didn't realise that you, you had the final test. test. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's called Commando Test Week. Makes your four major tests. If you make it that far in training, that those are your four tests, you pass all them and you basically you finish your 30 miler and they hand you a green berry. Yes. Did you break down? No, you don't really break down. You sort of, there's an immense amount of pride. Yeah, fuck me. I think mean, there's more pride. I think you're very sort of headstrong at that point. You've got that far. Like, there was no way I wasn't completing it. Yeah. There was talk that they'd scare you into people hitting a brick wall sort of 20 miles, which blokes did. Yeah. And you've got to like drag them through, but yeah. there was no way I wasn't getting it done at that stage. So then you go, obviously get your Green Beret, go up to Scotland, because you can't do it. Yeah, that. so they, they pick you one of the bases. 
Uh, mine was Scotland. Yeah. So yeah, I went up there, and then you, it's just it's just continuation training. Yeah. Continuation training until you find out you're going on somewhere. The first place I deployed to was Norway. Yeah. I did three months in Norway, Arctic training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was tough. Um, like minus thirty, minus forty, just fucking yeah, up. rough. Yeah, very rough. Um, especially me, I feel the cold. Yeah, yeah, sweat out. Ginger skin, mate. Yeah, it's very me. But um. And then it's just a case of, obviously at the time when I passed as well, obviously Afghanistan was going ahead. Mm -hmm. The tours were rolling out between the Marines and then I think in 2011, so I passed out in 2009 and 2011 was the first tour for the Scotland unit that I, when I was there to go on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so once we found out about that, we, that you do six months prior tra Afghan training before you actually go to Afghanistan. Right, okay. So it's like... So you find out quite a lot, long way before. Yeah, you sort of. You go. I couldn't tell you. Keep it. talking. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, no. so obviously my memories. The job, but I'm pretty sure you find out sort of the year before, and then you'll be told, look, this is the, this is what we're going to be doing. Six months training. Um. And yeah, you'll do you'll do six months Afghan training before you actually head out there. That's fucking. And what, talk to me, like, obviously there's a war going on, yeah? Yeah. Where's your head at? You, you've got the call to say, right, Yeah, going okay. I think for me, like, obviously, I was quite young, so and it's mad to think it, but it's what everyone in the Marines wants to do. It's where your head is at. If you find out you're going to war, you want to go to war. It's why you train. Yeah. It's why you do. It's, the, it's one of the reasons I left. Right, okay. Yeah, because for me, that's, it's why I was in there. I know people might be different but yeah for me personally i was buzzing when i found out i was going to Afghanistan. yeah because you want that medal on your chest yeah, yeah everyone yeah. wants it like it's a it's a big part of being in the marines yeah yeah. you see all these blokes but like sergeant majors now like 20 years on they're just dazzled with like medals you yeah, know? yeah yeah so it's like um because for me obviously i've not gone through training whatever i'd feel an immense sense of pride yeah yeah. Yeah. But also, I would be absolutely shitting myself. Yeah, I think it's definitely the pride side, hundred percent. You'd think you'd be shitting yourself, but I feel like you're that. Your mindset's that. Yeah, you're conditioned. You're you're just drilled to be a soldier. Yeah. Like you're drilled from nine months of your training. You're drilled in that six month period building up. You're 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 just always away. You're doing stuff. You're in courses. You. It's yeah. just constant. So that's you, all you know, basically. Yeah, it's all you know. So your your mind's fully focused on the task ahead. Yeah. Um, so I don't think there was any nerves going in. I think it was more excitement. And then you get there. And then you get there. So I was actually, because um, I was eight. So our company, our company at the time, basically got shortened, and they turned around to me. I remember two weeks before going out and said, "Look, Marine Simons, you're 18. You're getting another chance. You're not going out." Yeah. So I was obviously gutted. I was like, "I want to do this." Yeah. And they were like, "Look." we'll put you on the replacement list but you're not going out basically and i think within within the first month i was actually a battle casualty replacement oh for shit. someone who got blown up i think they lost a leg so i then replaced them in another company in another section so at that point yeah you know you're going to replace someone that's lost their leg yeah you're still buzzing still buzzing he probably, this is going to sound really bad, probably even more happier that I'm going out. I know it's a terrible reason to be replaced. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's just how I felt. That was yeah, my yeah, mindset. Yeah. I'd already sort of told people that that was what I was doing. I was yeah. going there. 
And how did your family react to you going? I think my dad was sort of my dad was buzzing for me. Like he's always had a he's always been madly proud of me. But I think he was just happy for me and knows knew I was doing what I was doing. I just think my mum, on the other hand, was just obviously yeah, shit yeah. scared. You know, like just a little boy. Like I wasn't old. Like I was. Yeah. I went out there at eighteen. Hundred percent. I'm what, I'm 28, 29, yeah. when I started jits, my mum started shitting herself yeah. that I was doing jits, you know what I mean? So I can't imagine <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. what your mum's like going through. You're eighteen year old boys going to a war zone. Yeah, exactly. It's, and obviously, you only, I always say, like the news is always full of bad news because yeah. that makes good news, yeah? yeah? So you only see the bad that's going on in a war, not that there's going to be much good, but yeah. you're only going to see the amount of deaths or how shit it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's never going to be like, oh, well, today you're going on patrol and yeah. it's absolutely fine. That's it. And like, that's what I always say to people. Unless you've actually been there and witnessed it, it's hard to really comprehend comprehend or put it into perspective of what goes on out there. Yeah. I can tell you stories. Like I said, I'm always open to it. But unless you've been out there next to that bloke, it's hard to sort of explain. So like, obviously you go out there, you spoke to me about this before, but you get into a firefight. Yeah. You? Yeah. So... What, what, what are you thinking? Like, are you again still? I'm Just a marine. I know yeah. what I'm doing. So this. Yeah, hundred percent. Like you're, you're carrying quite a lot of weight when you're over there. So you've got three guys who carry. It's called ECM. It's like a bubble, uh, like a, like a signal that gets sent out around you. Yeah. So, if, so if the Taliban were to, to try and detonate something. You, yeah. Almost like that thing we use on Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the trophy system. Like pretty um, much. a magnetic pulse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it d- deters anything. So if it's the t- Taliban around the corner about to set this device off, this would deter it. Yeah, yeah. Three, you'd carry them and they weighed a fair bit. You'd have a guy at the front with his metal detector and then you obviously all the rest of your kit. Yeah. Um, you'd go out on two patrols a day normally, unless you were sat, sent out on an operation or a mission. Yeah. Which obviously did happen, but. Average, it would be a patrol in the morning, a patrol in the evening, and then yeah. there'd be another troop in your section that would go out and do the same at different times. So you're on the ground most of the time, and if you weren't on the ground, you were patrolling your little. See, I didn't even know that, though. it was that mm. for long. I thought it was like one troop goes one day, no. the next day no, there's another troop intense. the next day. So it's yeah. like maybe you do like two patrols a week, but yeah, it's literally like two a day. Two a day. Every day. Two a day, every day. But um, yeah, so you'd go out and you'd troop. Uh, and then obviously if sometimes you go out literally sit down see the locals have a tea with them or chai by the end you know yeah. you break the, make good relations with them um, speak to the surers and just make sure everyone was happy like uh, the engineers sometimes came in and then schools would be built and yeah. all things like that and we'd have to like cordon off the area so a lot of good was going into the communities then obviously the other side of it is that once you start getting shot at it's a whole different ball game. You know? Yeah. I think for me, we had a, our first few months were quite quiet. And then it was around about the time that Osama bin Laden got killed. Yeah. And all, I just remember all hell just broke loose. It was like the start of Ramadan and it and just, just absolute man. So the first actual firefight I got in was the one that I got basically shot, shot, across, yeah. shot across the hand. So it was just a mad experience. Like, I just think that's mad, yeah? Yeah. Because, so I know the story, but if you yeah. can go into it, you're yeah, up yeah. in the gun to your, yeah. at your face, yeah? Pretty much. And then, so, 
basically, I, I know the day, and it was August the 2nd, 6.15am, we'd just gone out on patrol. We'd probably gotten about 400 metres outside our little base. Yeah. Walking in an open field, there's no cover. Um, and yeah, just start getting shot at from... They say when you go on patrol, you can sort of sense something's mm. up. Did you, yeah. did you feel that then? Sometimes it just felt a bit eerie, especially when you walk through open ground. You yeah. just thought, fuck, we get shot here. We're sitting ducks sort of thing. Fuck, yeah, you yeah. are sitting ducks. And that is pretty much exactly what happened. I think I, would have, I was about fourth man. Um, and yeah, pretty much we start getting shot from two Taliban in the distance. Uh, they were firing PKM, so it's not even just like the normal rounds, it's the fucking. Yeah, yeah, big old. You know, you see them on call again? Yeah, yeah. 762 rounds. So yeah, they started peppering us with them. And you just, you just, you just soldier and just goes, it's just a natural reaction. You just yeah. sort of get into cover, or whatever cover you have, and digging a little bit. <laughs> you just get into cover, get into formation and then just start firing back. Yeah. I took two steps to the right, sort of clear myself a line, started firing back, and I must have put a few, it was I was carrying the LMG, which is the light machine gun at the yeah. time, which is like, it's like, so, do you know what the GPMG is? Like the general purpose machine guns, the, yeah, yeah. the big one you carry like that. Yeah, yeah. So you, I had the smaller one of that. So it's like an automatic, so it's a sick weapon to fire. Yeah. So you can carry it, you can fire at the shoulder, and just black rounds down. So yeah, I remember I took a few steps to the right, a few lads peeled that way and we just started suppressing fire and these we couldn't see them but they must have been on a roof line or even just poking the gun through a hole yeah which is what they used to do a lot of the times because a lot of the times they wouldn't you'd never see them they so they're not even looking where they're, they're just spraying bullets yeah we used to call it a shooting scoop right yeah, yeah. that was their like a shooting scoop tactic if yeah. they hit someone lucky them you know? yeah, yeah and obviously for us it was just it was lucky us that day like i i was just weapon in hand firing Moved a little bit, fired, and I think the third time I fired, and this bullet's just gone. Like, there's bullets going around, but I this one's just clipped. Yeah. My initial thought was, I've been properly like, fully shot. Yeah, of course, yeah. Because because of the impact and how it hit, I was like, I didn't know how to. I've never been shot, so I yeah. what the pain supposed yeah, to be yeah, like yeah, to yeah. get shot. Plus, as well, you're gonna have mad adrenaline going yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. This is it. Yeah. So, yeah. Obviously, that happened, and I've just fucking gone to the ground. Thinking, fuck, check myself over. As I'm checking myself over, I need to get down here. So I've got him right down. Look, seeing that it's just sort of grazed you, grazed me, and then literally, like, there was a hole in my glove, and then there was a hole out my sleeve at the top. And obviously, it's as I'm firing, that's where it's hit. Yeah. I mean, that's about two inches, two inches to the left. That's that's, that's, that's my head gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, there wasn't even time to think because at that point, the lad behind me, another marine got shot yeah but he's got shot in the helmet but he's gone flying back so he's thought he's got shot I, we ran over to him and he's patting himself down because he's gone flying back yeah he's been shot somewhere and there's this bullet in the center of his helmet see i think that's the maddest thing because i thought if you get shot in the head right you're wearing a helmet yeah but they it's gonna do yeah fuck yeah nah, they look like it's crazy even when i think about it now i'm like how lucky we were that day isn't it like especially like for what happened to me and then what happened to the guy behind me. Because it is a matter of, for you, two inches, inches that are left. Him. For him, two inches lower. Like God. God was on our side. But don't, someone was looking down on us. Don't that phase you at all? Like, do you not think like? Yeah, like when I when I sit back and think about it, I'm like, fucking hell, like, how lucky am I? 
Yeah. Then I think about the blokes we've lost, and I just, you know, and I yes. just think that it's just pure luck, and I'm just obviously happy that I'm still here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, after after that, we sort of once oh, there was a funny moment though, which my the lad who was in charge he was a corporal that I was in, I was in training with him at the time. Yeah. He was my corporal in Afghanistan, and he said all he remembers from that moment. It's this little squeaky Bristol accent going, Corporal, Corporal, we think we've been shot. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. we've been shot. It says all he remembers. <laughs> it must be mental. Yeah. But like, you spoke to me before about hearing that there's been a firefight or whatever and you're back at camp. Yeah. Your reaction isn't, fucking hell, I'm glad I weren't involved in that one. Yeah. It's more of a... It's oh. more of a, you want to be in it. Yeah. It's mad to think it because, you, like you said, it's the adrenaline. Yeah. The adrenaline takes over. All the kit you're carrying weighs nothing. You might as well be, do you know what I mean? You're a walking yeah, yeah, feather. Yeah. yeah. You could go and sprint 100 meters. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, you, it's just, it's mad how much it hits you. Fuck me. Like, so for me at that point, obviously when that happened to us, we, we just literally got around the corner into cover. Yeah. It was pretty much chasing down. Yeah. We're gonna have these, yeah. <laughs> is that like and this is that instilled in the mentality yeah. of the Marines? Yes. Or is that a personal decision that you and that troop made? It was a I'd say it's instilled but at the same time, yeah, we sort of as we regrouped it was Yeah. We've just come out on patrol. Yeah. Just been shot at. Here we go. Just had a lucky experience, like we're gonna we're gonna see this through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, remember, I think we chased them down for about a good two, three hours, maybe more. Um just, just bounding forward, doing all our drills. You have a team that sits and suppresses fire, and you have another team that flanks yeah. to try and capture them. Like, obviously, send grenades in. Yeah. So you've got like grenade launchers on the end of our thing, sort of get a pinpoint. And then eventually, an American Apache got called in, which is the massive chopper. The, it's the massive chopper, but it's also like their best fighting chopper. Right. Okay. With the rockets and the yeah, yeah, yeah. ones that propel the big rounds. So. And anyway, after chasing them down for a good few hours, honestly, like I can literally envision this. This is like one of the maddest moments of my life. Like this helicopter's just—we're on a bun line, so it's trying to set the scene. We're like on a little ridge of a hill. Yeah. It's four of us. We're suppressing fire, to basically where they're pinpointing from the sky as they're coming in, and the drones we've got, and everything set up, the satellites, and where their targets are. So we're, and as we're doing that, we've got another team of four peeling round. Yeah. To try and get closer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just, I, just all I can recall, all I remember is um, this uh, Apache helicopter just comes over our head. I'm not even joking, like a couple of hundred meters, probably 100, 200 meters above our head. You see the rockets come out. Yeah. And you just hear it. Yeah. And <laughs> this, this send, you just like hellfire, basically. It's like some out of Call of Duty. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mad. Like, and then. Real life war zone. And then it's all goes, goes a bit quiet, and the next minute another gun comes down, and it's just like, duh, 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 like just rapid yeah, yeah, yeah. fire. And are they literally straight over and gone, or are they just coming back? Nah, I think they literally got eyes on the target. Yeah. We chased this target down for three, four hours. Yeah. They come in, guns down, bop, 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 off they go. And do the British and the American forces work that closely yeah. together then? Yeah. Know? It's like I we've think, got a problem here. Yeah, I think at the time it would have gone, I don't know obviously the full story behind that side of it, but obviously at the time it would have been, our, our corporal on the ground would have spoke to yeah. back at base, base, base would have then spoke, and it 
probably would have been that they were the closest helicopter yeah. to buy. Yeah. And it was a case, and obviously the Apaches are the fastest ones in the air as well. So yeah, they would have just come straight in. And it was literally just honestly mental. In and out, job done. And then obviously after we then, because we're on the ground, deal with the aftermath a bit. Which is what? Um, pretty much going going in, finding out that they'll give you a grid reference of where the bodies are. Yeah. You'll then go in basically and identify the bodies, um, secure the area off. Yeah. Make sure there's no none running off. Yeah. Just do all your, all your standard drills. And I don't obviously don't know, mm. but I don't think that I'd react too badly if I was to see a dead body. Because nah. I am very aware mm. that death is a part of life, yeah. yeah? When you're seeing a dead body in the flesh though, how do you feel about that? Absolutely fine. It's, yeah. bad. it's, it's hard to explain, but at the time it's, it's you or them. Yeah. It's literally you or them. So they've shot at you, they've nearly, they've nearly killed me. Yeah. We're gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is your mentality. Yeah. You've just you've killed my mate. You've shot my mates. You're gonna get killed. It's, yeah. It's brutal to think of it like that, but that's just the way it was at war. Hundred like, percent. So there was no like sense of anything towards them. It was more just the one word I can say was what me and the boys used to say. It's like a trophy. Yeah. Because you've got them before they've got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Two more Taliban terrorists dead. And they're not gonna obviously take any more of your yeah, mate's exactly. lives so, or yeah. yeah, so there's a bit of a sense of achievement in it. Yeah. In some respect. And now like it never phased you. No. Like the the locals would come in, obviously they'd do a proper burial for them because it's all that's the Muslim way, so what are they what are the locals like and what how do they receive? They understand. Yeah. Like, obviously they speak another language, but we always have an interpreter with us. Yeah. They understand the situation, they know we're there to help them. Obviously they'll have us helping them, but if they if they if they're then seen talking to us, yeah. it could not work in their favour because the Taliban are coming around late at night, they're beating with sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It used to happen. Yeah. yeah. They used to turn up outside of our base and like if they were seen talking to us, they'd come and get beaten that night. Fucking hell. So it's like it was hard for them because they wanted they want to help be right by them, wanted yeah. the help, but at the same time they were shit scared of the Taliban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's fucking mad. So like, obviously, how long was your tour? Six months. You're coming to the end of your tour. Have you got anxiety about coming home? Not anxiety. Um, yeah, I think the one thing I did, which I, which, I, which I regretted doing, was spoke to my parents on the phone about me nearly getting shot. Yeah. And it was in the August and I was coming home in the October. Yeah. So I was coming home in two months and looking back, I wish I never told them on the phone that it happened. Because obviously that sent them into a bit of a spiral, which it would. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. But for you, it's like, like you said, it's like a exciting yeah, experience. Yeah, for me, it's you know adrenaline I mean? excitement. Spoke to them on the phone, I was like, I tried to play it down. I was like, look, don't worry, like, mm. I'm fine, but this happened. You which I didn't think at the time, you tell your parents you've just nearly been shot. Yeah. <laughs> you can imagine what's going to go through yeah, their yeah, mind, yeah. do you know what I mean? 100%. Well, like, they're going to be thinking a little bit of that, mm. even before you've gone out there. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? That's it, it's probably yeah. bad enough that I'm in a war. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so I think 
that's the one thing I regret actually telling them two months before the end that that had happened because I know it sent my dad into a bit of a spiral. Not in like a bad sense, I know it just, his head went. He, yes, he didn't just, have like the comfort of, it was sort of made it real that you yeah, could. Yeah, and that's yeah. exactly what it was, and that's what that was his words. He was like, it just, it just hit him. Yeah. I mean, same with my mum, like, I think it hit all my family a bit. And they just wanted me home safe, but. Well, I remember when I met you, uh, you know what I'm like, I'll just say whatever's on my mind. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, scared to even ask you about yeah. it. Like, I was like, because it's fucking mental. Like, it you is. don't know how. You obviously hear. What, something that really surprised me about you was like, you obviously hear when people like leave the Marines mm. or leave the armed forces, they do really suffer mm. with like yeah. mental health issues. So I didn't really want to be like, oh, heard you got shot. And you're like, well, actually, um, really struggling yeah, with my mental yeah, health yeah. and I have nightmares about the war or whatever but obviously as I've got to know you I know that your mindset is just like as I said at the start it's like pretty bulletproof mm. but a lot of people do go down the route where they lose their identity yeah. their purpose like Obviously, you've had more exposure of that. Like since I've known you, you've had a couple of mates that have unfortunately taken their lives mm. from that setting. What's it like transitioning? It is a hard transition. I think for me personally, I'm, I think I'm quite mentally strong in that respect. Mm. Like I've always had a good family around me, a good group of people. Always been headstrong. It was my decision to leave. Um, but I, it's like you brushed on it. The purpose side of it is massive. Yeah. Like guys will leave after doing X amount of tours in Afghanistan, straight from school, same as me, yeah. all they've been as a soldier, been in war zones and then leaving it is they you just lose that purpose. You're in this almost like a club. Yeah. And you're thrown out into the world and people, yeah, they do just suffer in different ways. Cause I think I don't imagine that being a Marine feels like a job. No. It's just a way of life. And that is exactly it, yeah. It's just yeah. It's, it's like a brotherhood. It's like big, yeah. it's a big band of brotherhood. Like, and yeah, just once that's taken away from you, and you're put in civilian street, and you're expected to go to nine to five or whatever job, yeah. it, it is that whole transition, and it can just affect people in different ways. Because I think, like, not only have you lost that tight knit family, mm. you're then being told by Margaret or Roger, what the fuck you need to be doing, yeah, 9 yeah, to 5, yeah, yeah, and that is it, where you've been shot at in a war zone, yeah, like, yeah. how do you, like obviously from you coming back out into a, a, a normal job, mm. how do you wrap your head around that, or how do you get over the, not the constant brotherhood, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think, for me, because I, 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 I had mindset on leaving, the transition for me was quite smooth, I remember going into a normal job there and something happened and I I think I, I don't know if I bit back in a way that I shouldn't have, but it wasn't seen appropriate on the outside and yeah. I got in trouble for it. Yeah. Whereas for me, that was something I'd normal say in the behavior. radio, it was normal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then it clicked for me, I was like, fuck, I can't, I can't behave like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, can't, I can't do things like that. The transitioning period, is it, was it, quick for you because as I say like mindset now I'm real 
coming out of the Marines, uh, was you lost for a period of time? Obviously, you've come to Australia since. Yeah. Like, was that a big, like, oh, I need to sort of not find myself because that's fucking yeah. cringe, but, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I need something new in my life to, like, a new beginning. Yeah. That's also cringe. Yeah, I, was, I always knew, my parents always said to me when I was young, like, you'll outgrow this town, like, where I sort of grew up. It's a small town north of Bristol. Like, yeah. you're going to outgrow this, you'll never be it. Yeah. And they were right. And I think once I'd gone home and spent a year at home, um, it, it hit me again. I was like, I want to go away, I want to travel. Yeah. And now I've got the freedoms that I didn't have in the Marines. Obviously, with the Marines, it's great. You travel the world, you see everything, and you, you do this and that, but you're very much, I don't know how to put it, but like schooled almost. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You've only, you've only got certain periods off. You get your summer, your Easter, and your Christmas. Like, yeah. if, if you're not away at that time, you don't even get that off. And then okay. you're only getting your weekends off, so you're very much, there isn't a lot of freedom in that sense. You can't just go and book a festival, you can't just go yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But this is, that's enforced discipline, isn't it? Yeah. As, would you say that sort of carried over? Because like for me, I think you're an absolute psychopath in the sense that you go for like 5 and 10Ks every night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think that just become, that is because it was just such a habit yeah. for you? Right, 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 right. Yeah, 100%, like you just sort of, it's just your mindset and the way you're sort of, especially for me, like straight from school. Yeah. Like you didn't, I didn't know any different. So yeah, it's just like built into my character now and that's why I still continue that sort of level of fitness. Mm. And I think like a level of professionalism, like the way I am and the way I go about things, like my mindset now is even from like, I think from more from when I left Afghanistan, my whole like perception and everything just changed. Like the way I saw things and the way other people saw things it was just completely different so I've actually noticed like a few times I've been around you like don't get me wrong you don't make me feel uneasy or anything but I'll complain about something yeah and then after I've complained I'll be like in your head you're probably thinking that is so yeah. trivial like that really yeah. don't matter yeah like how do you because that must be hard as well, because you're probably, people are talking around you or whatever, and in your head, not you're switching off, but you're like, you're literally moaning yeah. about this. And that is exactly how I feel. Like, someone would be moaning about something, and I'd be like, that does not even matter. But yeah. that's only because of what I've been from, what I've seen. Yeah. But to that person, that's a big deal to me. Yeah, yeah. Back, I just couldn't. You can't fathom it. Yeah, I couldn't fathom it. I was just, I'd just be like, what? And even to like this day, in my past relationships and certain things, someone would be moaning I'd be like what are you moaning about yeah. and I still have that same mindset now where I just I, I don't let things get me down too much and when people moan I don't want to hear it yeah yeah <laughs> it's, always, it's not a big deal you know like, like I'd definitely say that about your personality it's very much like you don't really seem phased about anything like you're mm. very in control mm. of your emotions and I don't think I've ever seen you lose your head. No. I don't think I've ever seen you waver from any point. Like you're just, just, you're just, yeah, you're honestly, like, you're just so yeah. And get to get a drink down here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like for me, it is well fascinating. Like yeah. obviously, I've had my battles with mental health and that, so I am intrigued by people where I'm like, fuck that. That level of stability is like desirable or. No, I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting at home with a textbook, Matt no, Simon's yeah. like, what, what's he, what does he do? <laughs> what but is, it does, what does he think? <laughs> it, yeah, exactly, it is yeah. like intriguing to me because 
as I say, like I don't, I don't think any situation has um, really shown you stress. Like I don't want to get into it too deep, but you obviously got some bad news from back home mm. last week. But even the way you dealt with that, it was sort of yeah. like you took the information in, dealt with it on your own, and then sort of just opened up to yeah. me and Bennett about it. But it wasn't. It was sort of like. In a way, it was like, "Don't worry, boys, I'm all right." Yeah. But this has happened. Yeah. Which, I think, I think for me, I find it, I find it hard to get very sad and upset about things. Not like like I don't get upset about things. Yeah. We yeah. all do. But yeah. Like you said, then like I sort of process it. Yeah. It's happened. Not we need to move on, but my mind changes. Like I, I was probably quiet for that one night. And yeah. I just can't be that person who's just. I thought I don't want to sit around a camp and like mope and yeah. obviously I'll grieve and yeah. we all we just everyone does it in different ways but for me yeah I just I'd like to just keep my mind ticking and positive moving. side of things yeah. I can. And do you think that, that was you like that before the Marines or do you think that like obviously the Marines is an advanced job mindset yeah. but was you a, like a, just a really positive person before or do you think it's like because you've been exposed to the end of life yeah. so much that now you're like, I need to make the most of yeah. all of life. And that is exactly it. Like, it's hard to say if it's what I was like before, because I was only like sort of 15, yeah. 16, but I think more, the big change for me was Afghanistan, definitely. I know I keep saying it, but that was when my mind sort of changed. Yeah. Like the whole like, not letting little things get to me and obviously things still bother me or whatever, but I just, I've got a different way of dealing with it now, you know? Yeah. And yeah. as I'm getting older, I'm getting, and I think back and I even think about things I've done in the past and I'm like, I just... What a stupid way yeah, to react. Yeah, what a stupid yeah, way to react because yeah. you, just, you just come more mature to it. And those reactions in the past, like I even know with myself, obviously I've not been exposed to what you have, but I look at how I reacted when I was younger in relationships or whatever and I'm like, you're a fucking yeah. knobhead. Like, you, you, Why you, are you doing that? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? like, exactly. But you gotta learn from them, aren't you? You know. Um, had a few questions through. The one that come up the most was obviously now with everything that's going on in Afghanistan. Mm. I know you've had a couple of people say a few things to you which you maybe don't agree with too yeah. much. Like, what are your views? Because I think it's for people that, for example, like a sofa fan. Yeah. 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 They can say, "Oh, fucking." Why are we going back there? We've lost yeah. all those soldiers for nothing. La 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 la. Yeah, and that's what was said to me. Is I, I'm going to be honest. I haven't read too much into the news. I only know what probably everyone knows. It's the basic. Which yeah. Is that the Taliban has been has come into Kabul, taken over Afghanistan, just at the time where Biden's withdrew the troops. Yeah. Uh, U.S. troops, and obviously now they've got control. But yeah, the comments, the comments I've had made to me, which they're very naive comments. Is people turn around and say to you. Oh, it was all for nothing, mate, wasn't it? Yeah. All that time you spent, why would you feel about it? It was all for nothing. That, for me, doesn't even warrant a reply. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we were in Afghanistan for 20 years. So much good in that 20 years was done. Yeah. They had their freedom for 20 years. We built schools, we helped towns, we kept Taliban away. Yeah. People died, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Men suffered, women suffered, but we, we kept it together. Yeah. Um, so when someone makes a comment like that to me, like, there, there's no response. I think. Like, if you're going to say things like that, it's just, it's just naive. Because I think as well, like, in a naive way, again, it's sort of saying, well, 
some of your troop died for nothing. Yeah. Or whatever. And they're like your brothers. Yeah, yeah? and that's it. That's like I said, that's why it just doesn't even warrant a response. I think for the American side where they've pulled out. Yeah. This is probably gonna be an unpopular opinion, but if Trump was in charge, would that have happened? Absolutely not. Would would Kabul now be ran by Taliban? I don't think so. Yeah. Would he have let that slip into their hands? I don't think so. Like, mm. I just think people have their opinion about him, they believe what the media say and everything like that, but he he would have got the job done. Yeah. Hundred percent. And that and that, and now look at it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it does like obviously I'm exactly the same as you, I don't know top level shit that's going on yeah. there but it just seems a bit mad do you know what I mean like but I think that like you say it's just very disrespectful for people to act like the service you gave yeah. was for nothing yeah yeah with I want to wrap it up it, I already know the answer because from your experience it sounded like you absolutely loved it would you do your time again, and if you did, would you do it differently? Like, say for example, they're short of Marines to go to Afghan now, would you put your hand up? 100%. Yeah? I think for me, with Afghan stopping, and I know this with a lot of lads, it's one of the reasons blokes left. Yeah. Because you're just continuation training, continuation training, and you just want- Again, the purpose is gone. The, yeah, and you, yeah. you want to go out to war, you want to get your medal and all this. So. Um, yeah, if, if if they said Afghanistan, let's do a tour, I'd probably say yeah. Yeah. Probably put my hand up. I don't. Looking back, I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. I loved every minute I was in there. But for me, the timing that I left was because I wanted these sort of different freedoms. Yeah. Um, the wars had stopped, and I, in my head, it was get out while you're younger and get a trade or an experience yeah. in another sort of job yeah. or role, rather than sort of sit around till I'm my age now, 28, 29, and yeah, and then, and then see. Come, and then come out, because that's when I can see it can affect you even harder. Well, I'm not saying you can't go out and get a qualification. No, 100%. Age, so. But, like, say for my own mental health, a lot of it was, like, I was 25, 26. Mm -hmm. Like, when I was 16, I was thinking, oh, by the time I'm 25, 26, I'm going to have a missus, I'm going to have a house, I'm yeah, going to have three kids. Exactly same, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. I, the older you are, I, do, I can see where the pressures of society make you think that, what the fuck have I done with my life? Yeah. Which obviously for yourself and other Marines is a fucking lot, do you know yeah. what I mean? But to go from that to restarting, it is fucking daunting. It is. But I think we'll wrap it up there, mate. Yes, yeah, That's like one of my favorite chats. <laughs> good chat, man. Sick. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. Nice one, please.